Good morning. You're listening to My Rapids Real Estate Show on AM 1320 WFHR, your weekly radio show focusing on real estate, the market, and everything related to housing in central Wisconsin. Welcome back. I'm Ben. And I'm Carrie Nikolai. And we are agents with Old Banker Seward Realtors here in Wisconsin Rapids. Wisconsin Rapids. Actually, you're the agent. I'm your licensed assistant. It is very true. So I, I'm still kind of an agent. I can do agent stuff, but you're the primary. I am the primary. You're the go-to. Uh-huh. So welcome back to our second hour. And if you were just listening in, we are wrapping up talking about furnace filters. And we basically came to the great conclusion is when you get your oil changed, change your oil filter or change your furnace filter. And use one with a lot of pleats. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that is the one key thing to be taken away. So in the second half of the hour, we wanted to talk a little bit more about the market and what the market is really doing. And so we've got our computers turned on. They're up. They're ready to go. And keep in mind, this was air. Uh, we taped it. So this is a pre-recording. And we taped it. It is now the 17th of February, and it's 7.55 p.m. We're just a few days ahead of time. Just a few days. But we wanted to be able to, you know, look at the market because everyone is even asking. I mean, even today on today's showing that we went on, you know, mom asked, well, how is the market doing? You know, people are not really wanting to move in the wintertime. And had to, to kind of let her know that people are still moving. It's still a move, moving and shaking kind of a time. And not that I want to jinx it, but it, it's starting to feel like spring could be around the corner. Well, this particular buyer, we started off in like negative 10 and then showed him another home and it was like negative five and today was 12. So I think this buyer needs to continue looking at homes so that way the temperatures warm up. Sounds good. good okay. Plan. Good plan. So if we look at homes of what's available, so if it's in the greater Wisconsin Rapids area, so we're looking at Rapids, Port, Nakusa. Parts of Rome, Grand Rapids, Buren, Kellner, Saratoga. Saratoga. Do we go a little bit north into um, Vesper and Rudolph? A little bit into Vesper and Rudolph. So, so Wisconsin Rapids. So it would be covering Pittsville, I think, as well. So, or, or at least the southern parts of the Pittsville area. Right. So mm-hmm. a large area here. So active that we could go and see and write an offer on, we're looking at 31 homes. In all price ranges. In all price ranges. So we haven't even broke it down yet into price ranges. Okay. Now these are these are our listings that do not have an offer on them. So Correct. they're they're not contingent on those types of things with the offer. They're they're just free and clear, perhaps new on the market, perhaps they've been sitting, but they they don't have an offer on them currently. Correct. So all that price gets, range. That gets into a whole nother ball of wax. It of, does. It does. So, you know, while people are like, well, there's got to be more homes available out there. Well, if we look at everything that is completely active, that has the offer on it. Okay. So this is going to be a mix. So this is going to be with offers. Could be offer with bump or it could be straight out, straight offer. There's only 67 homes that were listed. Okay. So there, there are. In the so about 30s, half. yeah, about half. Half the homes, mm-hmm. you know, out there, we can still go take a look at in all price ranges. So that is, when we talk about a low inventory market, we're in it, folks. Okay, so now you're going to ask me, well, Carrie, what if I was that first-time home buyer and wanted to be under a hundred thousand dollars? Carrie, what if I'm a first-time home buyer and want to be under one hundred thousand dollars? Well, Ben, we would have fourteen homes to go take a look at. That's not bad. I mean, it's more than a dozen. It's more than a dozen. Okay. So our average, so out of that 14, our average price then comes to $67,151. That's the average. Still not too so, bad. Not too bad. Sounds affordable. Mm-hmm. Does that, so, does that include uh, condos and townhomes as well? 
it would if one was available. There you go. Yeah. And of course, I asked that because we had recently listed a, a condo, condo mm-hmm. and has also recently got an accepted offer on it. Exactly. So, yeah, they would be in the other 30-some homes that we would, you could still go take a look at it just to get an idea. And we did that with one of our buyers. We took her over there. We showed it to her just so that way she can kind of get an idea because, again, a condo is going to be a different lifestyle. And, you know, it has some great benefits for for a buyer. I don't think sometimes people consider that. You know, their thought process is only single family home. That's what I got to be in. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe it is an option. Maybe their, their lifestyle is um, flexible and takes them away or they don't want to deal with all the other things that the condo association takes care of. Right. So it all depends on what kind of lifestyle that mm-hmm. you want to have to, is this going to be something that, you know, is going to be good for me down the road. So what if I want to jump up a little bit in price? Okay. So we wanted to jump up a little bit in price. And so now we're going to look at homes between 100000 and 175000 We are looking at six homes. Six. Six. Okay. Okay. A lot of opportunity for people to sell their house. Mm-hmm. You won't have a lot of competition. No. And I think that's a pretty popular price range as well. Yes, it is. So that's where, you know, we were trying to jump into some things that um, you wanted to just go just up a little bit. So one of the newest ones that's on the market that's in this price range is going to be Chase Avenue. And that's listed at 120. It's still pretty reasonable. Mm-hmm. And it looks like a, a great home. We've got three three bedrooms, two two full bath. So it is missing a garage, though. So that could be important to some people is, um, you know, some of these styles, there may have been a garage or there may be a place to put a garage. That could be something to consider. You know, everyone really needs to go and take a look at the property that they're looking to buy to see if it's something that's really a turnoff or a possibility of a building. But Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the buyers at that price range would kind of anticipate having a, a garage already there. Right. So this could have been, you know what, the family got too big. So we didn't have the time or we didn't have the money. So we converted our two-cell garage into the family room. We actually see that quite a bit. We do. And we see that, you know, especially out more in the country, we see that that happening. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of great options out there. Out of the six, there there are many, many good options here. And really, that's, that's a good place for sellers to look at. Like I said, lack of competition as well. It's more easy now for you to list your home for sale and perhaps have a quick turnaround or certainly have people looking at this is the new one that came on because it's the only new one that did come on. Mm -hmm. So what if we want to go up in price? So if we wanted to go up in price, so now we're going to look at 175000 all the way up to the highest one that is out there. Which is? The highest one out there is going to be 899900 That's not even, it's under a million. It's under a million. Easily affordable. Remember, folks, these are just simple monthly payments. Mm-hmm. So again, you know, we're looking at between that 175 and above, we're only 11 homes to go take a look at. Well, that's still not too bad. That's still not too bad. One of the things that I think buyers are starting to consider is, you know, it used to be location, location, location. Mm-hmm. And they're starting to become more flexible with location. Instead of just being so hard pinpointed into, I have to be in this particular neighborhood. We're still seeing some of that where, you know what, I want to be in, you know, near Lake Wazicha. Now. Sure. To me, near Lake Wazicha, I need to know what you mean by by that. Is that going to be, I want to be able to see the lake? Or can I be a half a mile away? Or is it that a mile off of Lake Wazicha? So when we hear a lot of, well, I want to be near Lake Wazicha or I want to be near Nefco Lake, we always like to know what that near really means. 
because... You want to put your toe in the water? Right. Or do you want to be close enough that you can get on a walking trail and be right around the corner? Correct. You know, where we live over in Grand Rapids, we could say we're close to Nepco Lake and it's eight miles away. Hey, if I put the drone up in the air, I can see it. Very true. But again, relative of, you know, if you want to tell us, you know, hey, I want to be near this area. And we've even looked at people and did the, you know, if we go down in price and we're able to find the location, you know, would you be willing to do that? The house may need a little bit of updates, but if our budget supports those updates, you know, let's look for the house and worry about the, the fixer-upping later. Because there's a lot of really good starting points. And I think that's really what we did when we purchased our house here a couple of months ago, is we saw a lot of potential and where we could acquire the property knowing that it needs some work and then have a lot of fun doing the work. So then in a few years, you know, the markets, the housing market just doesn't go down. No. I mean, a, a house, you spend 120000 on it, it's not going to devalue in a seriously significant situation at, at pretty Something much Something tragic would have to happen to the house to, to go down that much. So in five or 10 years, it's going to be increased in value. It's going to be an asset and you're going to be paying down on your mortgage all that time mm-hmm. and hopefully doing improvements. So yeah, if you can build into the thing that you want without having to completely go into new construction, which is a whole nother ball of wax. And I love the diamonds in the rough. Yeah. We, we can find them every now and then. The, like we always say with the buyers, if you want to go that route and you do find one, you have to be ready to put the signature on the paper right, pretty much right then. Right. You know, and working with like our first time home buyers, you know, they're always looking for, they're looking for that diamond in the rough. They're looking for, okay, well, if I can buy it low now, I can spend a couple of years fixing it up. And then when I go to sell it, they want to know what that resale value is going to be. You know, if we did this to it, well, you know, how much is it going to help it? And we always look at them and do the remember, you know, budgeting and then budgeting the time. Because you have to make time as, you know, you're, you can't go to work and work on your house at the same time. No. So, it doesn't be a quite work that way. Many projects are really quick, easy weekend projects, to be honest. Um, especially if you can be without that space for a couple weekends, then that easy weekend project can take a couple weekends. Like we're doing a bathroom. That should only take a weekend. Or the basement. That one's taking a little bit longer. Yeah. And the, and the outside spaces, you can live inside the house and fix up your curb appeal as you go. Mm-hmm. Um, some of those things like um, lawn care and updating the lawn situation, that has to be a long-term thing because you can't just throw a bunch of stuff on it and the next day it's magic and it's gorgeous. So, you know, the fertilizer has to get dissolved. It has to work in. It has to be absorbed. It has to Well, and thatching grow. it first, you know. I mean, there are steps. I understand that there's a process to everything. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that, you know, I like processes. <laughs> I know you do. I'm a process-driven person. You are. And that's okay. So as far as um, market news in the area, do we have anything else, anything exciting? I don't think so. I'm drawing a blank right now. I really don't think so either. Um, We do have some success stories. Um, Well, if you want to know how many homes actually came on in the last week, you just give me a couple of clicks here and I will be able to tell you. One of the success stories is that we are still finding houses for buyers. We're still writing offers. Mm-hmm. Um, we just had another accepted offer here uh, yesterday, last night. Last night. So that, that was a house that came on the market and it was a little bit odd because it didn't have a basement in an area where you'd think the houses should have basements. But we happened to have a buyer that was very much okay with that coming out of apartment living. So there are some success stories. I mean, there's it's not doom and gloom for the buyers. There's still chance, but he was on the ball. He was pre-approved. He had been looking a little bit and found the, and the Stevens Point area wasn't as accommodating. And really the Stevens Point market is, is far more expensive for what you get here, uh, you know, 
per value than Wisconsin Rapids. The downside is you have to drive to get to your workplace in Stevens Point. Okay, so within the last week, so the mm-hmm. past seven days, there have been 30 new listings. 11 of those have been vacant land. So, Ben, quick with my math. 30 minus 11. 30 minus 11. 19. 19. Okay. All right, so now out of that 19, we got one. Numbers two, three, are hard. Four. Numbers are not my friend. I know. That's, Neither am I. That's why I have a calculator. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. There you go. Click. I'm four. Click with the mouse. Almost there. Yep. Yep. I can see it. I can see that it's coming to you. All right. So nine. It's like looking into a magic ball. I know. So nine of those homes already have accepted offers within the last seven days. Okay. Still. Good. Okay. Okay. And I think ours is one of them. Okay. So out of our 30 homes that came up in the last week, we eliminated our vacant land and then we eliminated everything that came on with an offer. We're looking at 10 new homes that came on the market within the last seven days that are still available. You know, that's more than one a day. It is. It's averaged out. So it still shows that people are listing. They're still ready to move. And it shows with the accepted offers that we're getting in already, people are still moving, even in the frigid temperatures. Well, like I said, it, it feels more like spring now. It does. <laughs> even to today, Wednesday was, oh golly, almost 20 degrees. It was like 18 degrees and it felt great. I was out doing stuff. Finally. Actually got some planter boxes made. I know. Because that'll be one of our next projects coming up is what to do with the garden and in the springtime. We got to put the plant somewhere. We do. But we're doing uh, raised beds about 18 inches tall. And we're looking at four of them that you're making. Yep. And and they're going to be big. We're going to leave that topic just here as a teaser. Yeah. So we can come back to it at a different episode. Excellent. Okay. So what's next? All right. So... Our weekend, so the weekend that's coming up for February 20, 21st? No, this is airing on the 21st. Oh, this is airing on the 21st. So uh, We have the week from today, the 21st, until the next episode airs on the 28th. Excellent. So this coming up weekend, what do we've got uh, going on in the community there, Ben? Well, actually, the weekend of the 26th, 27th, 28th is pretty active. Okay. Ooh. Yep. We're switching over here to visit West Rapids, the Convention and Visitors Bureau. Okay. So the 26th, we have the River Kings hockey game, 7 p.m. over at the rec center. Ooh, excellent. The rec center is going to be a hub of activity. Okay. Let me tell you why. Okay. Because later on is the gymnastics tournament on the 27th. And also the River Kings versus Steel County hockey game. Ooh. Yeah. So it's been getting a lot of use because here the 2021st is the state hockey championship for WIAA. Excellent. Of all the places they could go in the state. They choose us. Here in Wisconsin Rapids, the center, central Wisconsin. And a lot of it has to do with location, like I said. Mm-hmm. So everybody doesn't have to drive so long. And also our facilities are really, really awesome. Um, the rec center is probably just about 30 years old, if I remember right. At least that was the, the last time it was renovated and updated. Well, Lincoln High School, I believe, is 41 years old. It's not that old, right. And the football field uh, addition was added on to it right about 2000. So that's why it was named South Loop County 2000 Field. Excellent. But yeah, the rec center, the hockey rink, that's been around for, you know, a, a lifetime longer than our kids have been around. And it's been maintained and held up just phenomenally. Um, I remember going there in the late 90s, you know, doing my high school stuff. And you walk in today and it, it looks just as gorgeous as it did back then. So gymnast, or hockey was the 20th, 21st. Okay. Yeah. And now we're coming up with the gymnastics tournament on the 27th. Excellent. Yeah. That'll be, that'll be great. Of course, you know, with the, the pandemic and the COVID restrictions, they're having fewer people allowed in. 
course. You know, you have to social distance it and all that jazz. But still, it should be a, a pretty good draw for the community, even on that limited basis. Is there any fisheries going on this weekend? I know it's usually fishery time. Uh, I'm going with nothing on the calendar. Okay. Yeah. But it's yeah. always good to check the Facebook just to see. Um, I want to say Camelot was going to be having a fishery coming up here. I can't remember if it's going to be this upcoming weekend or it's going to be next weekend. Well, pretty soon here, you know, the, the ice is going to start to get off the lake. No. Yeah, it's Wisconsin. <laughs> got another two months of it. As long as you get the shacks off, you know, by the 4th of July fireworks. You know, exactly. Exactly. Uh, let's see. On the 23rd, we've got Art and Beyond at Central Wisconsin uh, Cultural Center, right? Central Wisconsin Fiber Artists. Cool. Yep. And they have, they just opened up their new cultural center mm-hmm. on A Street. So, it was the old bank. It was the old Wood Trust Bank, and they purchased it and they renovated it. And now it's a beautiful art studio. So it's kind of kind of neat to go in there and take a look and see what they all what they have and how they're how they repurpose that building to their needs. And I know that throughout the year they are going to be doing stuff with the outside yet too, so that way they can have an outdoor art area along with their landscaping. They're trying to figure out how to do the landscaping just to make it a little bit more inviting as you're driving by and wanting to stop and take a look. Well, and that's a great location as far as visibility as well. It is. They've got a lot of space there. Um, That's in between the Goodwill and the Culver's. I mean, you know, everybody wants to stop for Culver's. Exactly. So, yeah, that'll be interesting to see. um, Has the chamber done a ribbon cutting there yet? Yes, we have. Okay. Yep. It was a little bit of a quick impromptu with the size of their facility and with the COVID restrictions, um, it wasn't as large as what it normally is. Um, we could only have what Sunrise Rotary had our a meeting in there. So we got to take a tour for Rotary in the facility. And we were told at that point there was only going to be allowed 10 people in the building at a time. So due to the restrictions, where they're limited on the number of people. So, you know, stop on by. If they're able to get you in, they will definitely let you in and take a look around. And check out the cultural center directly. Um, so this coming week, the 23rd, 24th, 25th, it looks like they've got the fiber artists exhibit. Yeah. Give, cool. give them a call ahead if, if you're curious or if you have a, a little bit of a group. I'm not sure if they're doing scheduled appointments as well. That might be an idea. We'll have to get in touch with them. We'll have to give Carol Davis a call and uh, get her on, on the air and see if we can uh, get some updates on the cultural center. So let me see. Oh, and there's one thing we haven't talked about. The swim meets over at the high school. Oh, I was going to go for the fish fries, but we can come oh. back to the fish oh. fries. Oh, because Friday night, this is this is Ash Wednesday that we're recording it. So it's the start of the Lenten season. So Lenten season. It is. So the church's fish fries are going to be up and running. I know St. Lawrence is still going to be having their fish fry. They're not having the sit down. Everything is curbside and to go, but you still get the fish. You still get the pie. You still get it all. I think that's going to be commonplace. If they're doing a fish fry, it's going to be a a carry out or some version of that. Mm -hmm. Call ahead, order ahead type of thing. Yep. So, you know, Friday nights has always been, you know, Wisconsin known for is our fish fries. So it's great that the churches are getting back out there and doing the fish fries. They are looking a little bit different this year, but we're still having them. So that is great to hear. Okay, we can move back to the swim meet. Sorry to. Athletic events. There we go. Sure. Okay. (laughs) Our Uh, listeners will learn. We sidetracked a lot. Well, uh, waffling. That's true. We, We try not to waffle so much. We're getting better at it. At least when, you know, the joyful thing of a waffle is they've got the little compartments. And so you fill up one compartment with the syrup before the next one gets overfilled or, or overflows. Yeah. Or you just dump the whole thing on and you just fill up all the little compartments and it starts to swirl around. And yeah, it's, yeah, it's called waffling. Okay. So swim meets. Yeah. Let me see here. Looks like Monday the 22nd, we've got some band rehearsals over at Lincoln, uh, middle school swim, got a musical rehearsal. Band concert at 6 p.m. 
Then Tuesday, another swim. Let's see here. Orchestra rehearsal on Wednesday. I mean, they're, the kids are still doing stuff at the high school. Which is great. I know basketball is come to an end or coming to an end. Um, yeah, here for uh, March Madness. So I, I don't think the Royals have moved on all the way into the state finals. So coming from assumption, I try to keep up with that a little bit, but not so much. They always get... had their cranberry tournament. That was at the beginning of the season around Thanksgiving. Oh, I... all right. Six cranberries, Thanksgiving, cranberry classic. That's actually where I got started with my announcing career back in the 90s. Yes, that's right. I've been in front of a microphone for over 20 years. That's fun. And then I get married to you and I'm like, come on, we got to do podcasting. Let's get in front of a microphone. It all works out. And now now we appreciate being on AM 1320 WFHR. So open houses (laughs) this weekend. Okay, so we're still doing open houses. We are. As as we can, as um, houses become available and the uh, occupants led us in to do the open houses, first Mm -hmm. of all. Right. So are we doing open houses coming up the weekend of the 27th? I am not quite sure on that one yet. So head over to myrapids.com and you can check out our listings, the listings of the office over at Coto Banker Seawert, and it will indicate what open houses are there as well. Of course, you can check out the usual informational tools, you know, Facebook and all the other websites where you get your news. Mm-hmm. All right. So this past Monday, so every single Monday, I always do a, a coffee spot. Sure. So we're going to have to get used to the whole entire recording and knowing which one we're going to be talking about. It's going to take us a little bit. So we went to Quick Trip. So I was in the middle of the day, coffee in the morning. So Monday morning, I wake up and I'm like, hmm, I'm going to get myself Nice cup of tea again. Had my tea. Went to the office. I'm like, oh, I've got a couple things I need to do. The day went on and I got my reminder of posting for coffee, for the coffee spot, our great Monday morning coffee. But I kind of got a little sidetracked that particular Monday. So I'm like, oh, it's cold. Go get some hot cocoa. So I went over to Quick Trip and of course they've got, you know, the numerous what would you like to drink and like wall of coffee the buffet of coffee it was great glorious it was so i picked up my hot cocoa and because i was there in the building i'm like i gotta get my dunkers you just have to stop and get the dunkers it's been a year and they were fabulous so not the glazers but the dunkers but the dunkers more the the cake the cake style Mm -hmm. yeah So now your hot chocolate, did you put anything into your hot chocolate to make it jazzy? No, I did not. I just drank it straight with my dunker. I know it's a little untraditional, but it's been a year since I had the dunkers. I had to try them. Congratulations. I know. Made it a full year. Good way to start off this springtime feeling. Exactly. Really, you know, put the the bitter cold of the last couple weeks behind us. (laughs) You make an end of it with the, the hot chocolate instead of doing it in it's the midst. Beginning. Yeah. It's okay. All right. But so it was where, great. Where do you think you're going to go to next? What coffee shop are you going to visit next? And what do you think you're going to have? I want to go back to uh, Out of the Box and try their coffee. I'm going to have to put a post-it note on my coffee maker Monday morning, Sunday night. So that way Monday morning it says go to Out of the Box. Yeah, because last time you just had their scone, you didn't actually have a beverage. No, because I took the tea. So Mm -hmm. it was, you know, normally it's instinct to grab the coffee and do that. But been on this tea kick for a little while. So been doing the homemade loose tea. And that's okay. It is. You got to change it up a little bit. I do. Okay. So what's next? I think we're going to talk about the uh, National Association of Realtors. With our blog. Styled, staged, and sold blog. All right. So what do we got? Okay. Have you seen this yet? 
No, I have not. So sort of from the corner over here, I can kind of see what's going on. Highlight home storage in your staging. Ooh. Yep. And this is something that we are working on at our house. Is is the storage? Storage. Yeah, you bet. Um, This post is by Evelyn Long from Renovated. Of course, you know, all, all these contributors over to the National Association of Realtors. They're nationally known people who are, are in their field. For, they, they've been there for a long time. They are renowned in their field. So Evelyn Long's got this one about home storage. Of course, declutter, declutter, clean, add decor. We're talking about like built-in storage mostly. Storage that's going to be with the house. Okay, like we talked about fixtures. Mm-hmm. So if it's a permanent part of the house, um, e- even things that are so closely related that the house just wouldn't be the same without them. So I, I know some people have very large armoires or, or cabinets. So if that's going to be part of the sale, you know, then leaving there and showing it off. Now, remember our last house over in town had a lot of built-in storage. It did. So that was built in the 50s, and everything was, was really well done. I think the, the family who built it had kind of a craftsmanship background, a, a woodworking background. Yeah, we had, in the basement, we had one wall, I want to say at least a good 15 feet of built-in storage. Yeah, and, and it was great um, shellac, plywood. It, 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 was, it was quite nicely done. It was. Yeah, I believe it had hardwood face frames on it and everything uh think of sort of like a buffet with a bookshelf on top of it so it had lower storage with doors you could open and close away the clutter mm-hmm. had a little office desk area built in and then bookshelves above that from the about uh three foot mark to the ceiling and we did a really great job of staging that mm-hmm. you know we pulled off some of the more personal items and we just staged it with some nice, well, we had some candles in there. Right. I so, can't remember what we staged it with, but it was really nicely done. And that's really one of the things that this blog post focuses on is you've got these built-ins. So do some stuff to show off what they can do with it. I mean, you, you've seen a lot of magazine articles about how library, you know, home library bookshelves are laid out, you know, and how to present books. Not just filling the entire thing from wall to wall with books, but leaving open spaces too. Right. And it, normally everyone puts their books standing upright. There has been, you know, some talk of they'll put them on their, lay them on their side. So that way it's just easy to grab off the top. So make little tiny piles. And have you ever noticed that so very few books have printing on the bound edge that you can actually read when the book is standing up? Right. I guess like, I never really looked that closely. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So especially the thinner books, you know, and um, maybe not even hardcover, but softcover books. You lay them on their side. You can read exactly what the book is without tilting your head to the side. So Very I don't. True. I don't know why more people don't stack their books like, you know, just lay it on their side, lay them flat. One of the other things the uh, blog mentions is including plants. So flowers or, you know, vases, vase, vases. So what if we're not like the green thumb and we're going to kill the plant within like a week of ownership? They make things called fake plants. Excellent. They're plastic. You don't even have to water them. In fact, if you do water them, well, that's up to you. I mean, All right. My, my grandma had a whole bunch of fake plants and she always wiped the leaves off every week. So Another thing you can do is organize with matching organizational tools. Um, so some baskets. Right. Yeah, but keep them all in the same style or the same color. So not just like basket baskets, but perhaps magazine caddies, um, organizational trays, you know, like, like an office would have. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Organization could also be in the bedroom, right? In your walk-in closets. So taking out some of the closet clutter 
that most of us have, you know, organizing the shirts and pants so they look and line up fairly neatly. And you're going to be moving anyway. So if you're listing your house for sale, you might as well be packing up some of your stuff. Very true. So you can certainly take those extraneous bits of closet clutter and start packing them up. Okay. Organizing your shoes, maybe getting some of those finishing touches in your closet, like a shoe rack or a rack for your ties, maybe some clutter trays for your jewelry and whatnot. Cool. Yeah. What else do we got? It's all about showing off the storage. Let's see here. That's pretty much it. Getting away some of that that clutter, like we always say, is a great thing if you're going to sell. Like I said, you're going to move anyway, so start packing that stuff up and, and putting it away. Or at least, you know, in boxes and, and totes and whatnot. So that's really helpful if you have currently built-in storage, especially if you're the ones who built it as a permanent fixture. And I think we're going to do some of that with our current house's future projects. Yes. We've got some, some decent space, but it's a little bit awkward. So our current house is now divided along the long axis of the house. And so we've only got maybe 13 or 14 feet on, on each side, but it's the whole uh, 50 foot long. So we got a bowling alley. We do. And the other thing that we noticed with the new house is the lack of storage. And so if you've been following what we've been doing with our utility room, uh, painting our the walls, we just kind of took kills. We just painted it with kills just to get rid of, you know, just, it's a good sealant. So resealed everything and we're laying down a peel and stick flooring, which is going super smooth and we've enjoyed it. The Fox has approved of the flooring already. She likes it. But then we're looking at how do we do the storage? Where are we going to put our stuff? Right. So we don't have any built-in storage at all. So there's zero storage. But we went to Home Depot and we found a storage cabinet a large utility storage cabinet, which has been working out quite nice for us. It's been holding everything. So now as we're cleaning. Okay. So we actually got like five of them. Yeah. We've got enough few. Yeah. But it can keep things behind some closed doors and it really makes everything, you know, clean and presentable and the stuff isn't going to get dirty. Right. You know, that's the nice thing about it is with them behind the closed doors, all we've got to do is we can close the doors and we can just go from there. And it it comes in two different sizes. So we've got the the deep ones, which is about 18 inches deep. And then there's a shallower one, I believe is 14. So we've gotten the, the bigger, deeper ones to hold everything. So all my canning stuff is now in one storage cabinet. I can shut the doors. We don't have to worry about the cat jumping on stuff, knocking things over. Not that we don't like that, but that way she can kind of stay out of it. And she's not taking a nap in the canning kettle. When we did get some open shelves as well, Mm -hmm. um, the, the simple storage, the wooden shelves that the homeowner had here just wasn't quite working for us. So. Um, we repurposed some plastic shelving units that we had from our previous house in our pantry, basement pantry. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're putting foodstuffs back on there and it's just so much easier to clean than wooden shelves. So we took some, some pictures. So you're going to have to check out the Facebook page of, you know, what the, the laundry room or the utility room looked like before we started all this and what we've got done so far. And we've got a picture of those storage cabinets that we have. And they worked out really great because even when we moved, we moved with the storage cabinets. And so all we had to do was unpack the storage cabinets, move the cabinets. And when they got to the storage unit, we just put the stuff back in the storage cabinet. Yeah, because some people would look at, you have these plastic storage cabinets. And now you're looking to get your stuff between your current house and your previous house. There's going to be a storage unit in the interim or trailers or something. Some interim storage, even if you get a, uh, a pod or something from Stokor. What are you going to do with these big plastic cabinets? 
you take the stuff out, you put it in boxes. Now you got the empty cabinets or like you said, just put the stuff back in the cabinets. Yeah. And it made moving it so much easier because we didn't have to pack that up. All we had to do is just move everything out, put everything, you know, move the cabinet and then put everything back in the cabinet. So it was a little bit easier. And then when we got to the new place, we're like, okay, this cabinet, cabinet A contains the following things. Cabinet B contained everything. We knew where it was going to go. We just didn't know where the cabinet needed to go. I think one of the the big takeaways is even if you want to go less expensive and build your own, is shelving and enclosed cabinet storage units are really, really handy. They're they're really helpful for even dividing a space. If uh, I remember my grandma's house, her basement was unfinished, and down the middle of the basement where the lolly columns are and the support beam, we had solder cabinets, solder furniture. Mm-hmm. So larger versions of you know, our plastic units. And we backed them up to each side and you just walk around the middle island of these wall cabinets. And it kind of helped divide the space out. So my uncle created you know, his like gaming area down there on one side and it was separate from the workout area on the other side without having to build permanent walls. Right. I'm actually looking to do that maybe in part of the basement here next to the little computer I have set up so that I've got a backdrop for the camera and whatnot. I don't know. I was thinking like your library wall. Oh, definitely. With a little miniature there. ladder on a rail, on a chair rail. For the cat, because our, our basement ceilings are like not even seven feet. She's just going to, she would probably climb the ladder. I could see her doing that. I have to set up a nanny cam. That'd be pretty fun. It would be. But I think we are. We're, we're going to do some actual like hard constructed built-in cabinets. We're going to be redoing the basement anyway. So that's going to be another project to look forward to as far as taking down the acoustic ceiling tiles that are nailed in. Uh, the amazingly wonderful vintage paneling that has just loved the moisture that comes in next to a block foundation wall. It, it's it's more wavy than the uh, crash pool over at Noah's Ark. Yes, it is. So that'll be part of the project. And I think really that we've got a good dry basement. We're going to do some built-ins. We're going to do some uh, maybe fancy, maybe not. I don't know. But something you know, like a buffet style. So you've got the enclosed cabinets in the bottom and bookshelves on the top. They're open shelves on the top. If I remember right, our last house, the uh, the buffet size was only about 24 inches wide or deep. So it wasn't terribly big. I had measured it a couple of times. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's where my office space was. I spent a lot of time in there. And when I got bored, I took out the day measure. Yeah, I know. I know. And that look you're giving me. I know I'm, I'm special. So, really, storage is, is a very good thing to show off in your house when you have it. Or how you have creatively designed your storage to fit the lack of storage. Um, the other thing we found out here is attic space is lacking compared to our old house. Right. There, our, our old house, we had the full full attic. Um, wasn't tall enough to make into a bedroom, but we could climb up in it. And it had beautiful storage. We could fit a whole entire house of items up in our attic. Okay. When I moved in, I gave most of my stuff to my parents because it was theirs. Okay. I just brought the stuff that I needed <laughs> because I moved into that house when you were already there. Right. When we got married uh, shortly after. Right. So I was ready in the house probably a year, a year, year and a half, yeah. something like that. And so when you moved in, we just moved your stuff from your house straight up into the attic. And we left like seven things that was your belonging on the main floor. Right. And then the other half went down to the basement because I tend to live in the basement. The mm-hmm. basement dweller. I always have, have been, even with my jobs beforehand. That was the, the great thing about being a maintenance guy at a hotel. I spent most of my time in the basement doing stuff, fiddling with boilers and chillers, and mechanicals, and pool equipment. It's great. So, yeah, you know, new house. We don't have the attic space where we could store everything. So, all of the childhood memorabilia that we have from when we were little that used to go in the attic, we're now trying to find space 
horror here at the house. And it's one thing when we were looking at homes. So when we take a buyer through a home, we always mention what is available for storage. And some of the our buyers who are in their early 20s or mid 20s and they're just starting out and they're like, oh, well, I don't need to look for storage. I don't own anything. I really don't have anything. You will. And that's what we keep telling them. You're going to have that friend who goes, oh, here's an extra couch or here's an extra lamp. And next thing you know, you're going to have a basement full of stuff. So, you know, making sure that you can think, you know, here's my immediate needs. Here's what I think I'm going to need maybe in in a year. But then we always bring in that five year. What's going to happen in five years? Is this going to be adequate enough? I think a lot of people when they're, you know, they're so hard pressed to get in to look at the house in the first place as a buyer. And then they're so passionate about, I have to make a decision if this is going to be the place and I write the offer now or not. You start forgetting about those extra things. Mm-hmm. And, and, and like you, you've certainly said, we, we want people to be at least relatively happy with buying a house. So it's not like three or six months later, you go, this is totally the wrong thing. I was, it, it, it was bad. I need to find a new place. Well, and we all even bring up, even though we've got two feet of snow on the ground, we always bring up, you know, lawn care. You know, with the size of the yard, you're maybe looking at, you know, two hours to mow the lawn. Just kind of getting people to kind of remember, okay, summer is coming. Is the yard going to be big enough to hold the 4th of July picnic? Do I have the time to maintain a large yard like this? Or if it's a small lot, it'd be like, hey, you'd be done mowing in 20 minutes so you don't have to, you know, lawn care is taken care of. You know, that kind of rolls into another part of the storage topic that wasn't mentioned in the blog. Outdoor storage. Mm -hmm. Where are you going to put the lawnmower? Where are you going to put the snowblower? Because it snows in Wisconsin. It does. And then, you know, you, you we're know, looking the, at homes with only a single stall garage and you know mm-hmm. that you want your vehicle in there. Is there going to be room for that snowblower, for the bikes, for all this other stuff too that you're going to be keeping in the garage? Or do we need to look at, you know, finding a, another shed, a utility shed? Or does the property already have a garden shed, that, that secondary utility shed to keep a lot of that stuff? You know, is it practical to have that way over on the far end of the yard and then have to dig a snowblower out and drive the snowblower and hundred something feet to get to the driveway in the first place? We always flipped ours. So at the last place we had a small eight by eight outdoor shed mm-hmm. and we would flip it. So during the summertime, all of the, the snowblower, everything for winter went into the shed. We took everything in the shed and flipped it into the main garage and, Kids' bikes were in the main garage. The lawnmower was in the main garage. So that way we would just automatically kind of flip things around. So that way we didn't have to go out to the and try to find the snowblower in the shed when it's snowing outside. And stick with us. We'll help everyone along with thinking a little bit ahead of what season's coming next and mm-hmm. give those timely tips to, hey, maybe now is it time to get your snowblower up and running. Or in this case, you know, it might be time to get your lawnmower up and running. This would be the perfect time to get those lawnmowers in, get them all tuned up. That way, when the snow does melt, you're ready to go on that front. Exactly. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be doing a video on a little bit of lawnmower maintenance that I have available. We just got the brand new riding lawnmower, so it's not going to take much maintenance, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to uh, sharpen the blades on it at least. So look for a video coming out with that. It's on our YouTube channel. Under your name, Carrie Nikolai. So look at that. Um, and really, for staging, as it relates to storage, even staging those outside spaces, so decluttering your outdoor spaces, your garage, your sheds, and showing off that, hey, you can really fit a lot of stuff in this little shed, even though it looks small on the outside. Mm-hmm. Getting that all nice and, and organized and and ready to go too. So that way, once you have it staged, we get that accepted offer. Super easy to clean out then once it's staged and it's all looking perfect. Really, the idea is to help the buyers envision themselves 
in that space already. So we're going to probably start wrapping it up here. We want to offer to the listeners, if you have ideas on staging your home or storage in this case, you know, send your ideas over to myrapidsradio at gmail.com. Or if you've just got any questions about listing your home, you want us to come over and take a look at your home, let us know, and we'd be happy to set that up for you. We're on the Facebook, on the Instagram, YouTube. Head over to myrapids.com for our inventory, and you can fill out a questionnaire if you are looking for something specific, and we can get right back to you. Yes, we can. All right. Well, you guys all have a great Central Wisconsin day. It was great talking with you guys. And I hope you turn in, tune in to next week as we talk about more real estate and our community to make you extremely happy about living here in Central Wisconsin. You guys have a great Central Wisconsin day. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Listening to My Rapids Real Estate Show on AM 1320 WFHR, your weekly radio show focusing on real estate, the market, and everything related to housing in central Wisconsin.